Hello, Internet. This is Glenn. And this is Linda Dawson, and you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast, where we look at the old-time hymns we grew up singing in our churches. Also, the authors that wrote the events that led up to their writings. Those were the good old days. I know. I'm getting old, and my thoughts go back to the days of a different set of problems. And there is a glow of yesteryear. Yes, Linda. You know, I love the old things. I carry an old pocket watch that snaps open with a watch face, and I have a collection of old pocket knives. I remember sitting on the front porch in a red swing with my grandparents, Gus and Nanny. I would sit outside and rock back and forth, reading a book and waving as cars would go past us on our old road. For a long time, the street had no name and was unpaved. During the early fall, I would go to the large city, Austin, Texas, and get shoes at Payless Shoe Store. After that, across the street was an A&W, and root beer float in a frosty mug was in my hand. You heard them say they just don't make them like they used to? Well, that's so true. Yeah, seems like they made them to last. And they made them for ease of repair, too. What else do you remember from those golden memory days, Glenn? I have a glimpse of a very early memories down on Mom's old place in Owen County, Kentucky. Like a huge old warm uh, stones that were out in front of the uh, front porch uh, at the edge with dips in them that held the rain after a shower. How brightly colored everything looked. I remember beautiful yellow flower that I had picked for my dad was off the service. Mom took a photo of it, me holding it, and was holding it out to him somewhere for him to take the flower. Dad told me years later that photo got him through the war. How old were you? I was a toddler in that photo. Needless to say, I don't remember much. My other memories include each Easter going to get a nice bought dress. My nanny sewed, and she sewed most of my clothes. So you see, it was a treat to get a bought dress from the next town over. She also sewed costumes for twirlers and cheerleaders at the local school. My grandfather Gus was a school bus driver and a custodian at the school. Early, early mornings he would go and start up the boilers for school. Then occasionally I would ride the bus with him. It was a treat for me, but others that had to ride the bus didn't like it. Late afternoons would find Gus and I riding in an old Ford stick shift truck out to feed the pigs. This is where I learned to drive. We lived in Kyle, Texas at that time, and they would not let you keep pigs in the city limits. So we had a family outside of town who would keep our pigs. We would take leftovers from the school cafeteria and feed them. Kind of a smelly thing to do, but I enjoyed learning to drive that old truck. You know, I have a natural, I have a love for natural things like wooden things, things made of leather, handmade things, including old iron things even. These things had a purpose and they help you when you needed to get things done. 
These old things were reliable, and you could count on them. Glenn, what's the song for this week? I'm glad you asked. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that good old-time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. It's good enough for me. It was good for our mothers. It was good for our mothers. It was good for our old mothers, and it's good enough for me. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It's good enough for me. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. And that's good enough for me. Old Time Religion was first published in 1973 in a tour book about the Fisk Jubilee Singers, which was written about their Northern States tour. In 1889, Charles Tillman, who was the son of a Baptist minister born shortly after the end of the Civil War, struggled to make his way in the world as a young adult. After committing his life to Christ, he spent his life working for the Savior. Charlie was helping his father with a tent meeting in Lexington, South Carolina. It was there that he heard his first African-American group singing, Old Time Religion. The moment it heard it, he quickly wrote down the words and structure of the song. He published, he published the song in his collection titled The Revival in 1891, making the black spiritual genuine, genuinely widely available to large audiences, particularly in the South. It has become a standard in many Protestant hymnals, though it says nothing about Jesus or the gospel and is covered by many artists. Some scholars, such as Forrest McCann, have asserted the possibility of an earlier stage of evolution of the song, in that the tune may go back to English folk origins, later dying out in the white repertoire, but staying alive in the work songs of African Americans. In any event, it was by way of Charles Tillman that the song had incalculable influence on the meeting of black spiritual and white gospel song traditions, and form, forming the genre known as Southern Gospel. It was copyrighted in 1891 by Charles Tillman, who made a name for himself pub publicizing and popularizing gospel songs. Tillman clearly did not write this song, his copyright notwithstanding, although he did bring it to popularity with white Southerners. The song is also known as, among others, that old-time religion and give me that old-time religion. Here's a related Bible verse, John 10, 2-4. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice.
We have another song in our melody this week, don't we, Linda? Yes, we do, Glenn. Will the Circle Be Unbroken is a Christian hymn written by Ada Habershon in 1907, and the melody was composed by Charles Gabriel. In this hymn, Habershon reflects upon rejoining her family and friends in the afterlife of heaven, a better home awaiting in the sky. This hopeful yet somber Christian tune ponders who we will reconnect with when it is our time to depart this world. There are loved ones in glory whose dear forms you often miss. When you're close to the earthly story, will you join them in their bliss? Will the circle be unbroken by and by? Yes, by and by. And a better home awaiting in the sky, in the sky. In the joyous days of childhood, off they told the wondrous love pointed to the dying Savior. Now they dwelt with him above. You remember songs of heaven, which you sang with childish voice. Do you love the hymns they taught you, or are songs of earth your choice? You can picture Herod's gatherings round the fireside long ago, and you think a tearful party when they left you here below. One by one their seats were empty. One by one they went away. Now the family is parted. Will it be complete one day? Ader Habershon was born in England on January 8, 1861. Her father, Dr. Samuel Herberson, was a noted physician. Her mother was Grace Herberson. She was raised in Chelsea, London, in a Christian home. In her 20s, she was a member of the circle surrounding Charles Spurgeon. She met Dwight L. Moody and Ira D. Sankey in 1884. During their preacher's preaching tour in England, at their urging, she visited the United States, delivering a series of lectures on the Old Testaments that were later published. It was the Carter family, one of the first groups to achieve recording stardom in what we now know as country music, that inscribed the tune in the songbook of American Roots Music. Patriarch A.P. Carter traveled around collecting and adapting gospel numbers, old-time ballads, and sentimental songs, and brought them back to his wife Sarah and her cousin Mabel. Sarah played auto harp, and Maybelle combined melody and rhythm on guitar, and both sang with A.P., occasionally chiming in. When they put their spin on a hymn called Can the Circle Be Unbroken, the record was their best, biggest seller of 1935. Aside from retooling the song's style to be more in line with what would come to be known as country music, the Carter family also made changes to its lyrics. The originally, uh, what was originally an open-ended hymn about rejoicing lost saved ones in eternal life after death. When you choose your earthly story, will you join them in their bliss? Became more specifically storyline about attending a mother's funeral finding joy in her ascension to heaven 
despite feeling grief and loss. Did you know this is another version of this old song? Yes, A.P. Carter's version, Will a Circle Be Unbroken, went like this. I was standing by the window on one cold and cloudy day, and I saw the hearse come rolling for to carry my mother away. Can the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. God, I told the undertaker, undertaker, please drive slow for the body that you're hauling. I hate to see her go. Can the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. I followed close behind her, tried to hold up and be brave, but I could not hide my sorrow when they laid her in the grave. Can the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Went back home, Lord. My home was so lonesome. All my brothers and sisters cried. What a home so sad alone. Can the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. This version of the song also has a history. In the spring of 2010, a flood ravaged the building in, that's the home to the Nashville's Grand Ole Opera House, closing it for several months. When members of the opera family returned to the stage that fall, no song could have captured this moment better then will the circle be unbroken. The song's ability to help people feel emotionally, spiritually, musically connected to their present-day communities and those who have died, whether legendary musicians or loved ones, has made it a go-to ritual everywhere from worship services to family memorials, gospel scenes, bluegrass picking parties, and awards. This week, we're, we've been having a revival at our church at Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington. Revival is another old thing I love. We need to be revived continually, all the time. We need spiritual encouragement continually, where the prince of evil in this world has so much unfettered power. We were made in the image of God, we could do anything we want. Yes, God's in control, but he chooses to give us control until we turn our lives over to him. Evangelist Ronnie Hill has been with us this week to excite us and to share the good news with us and help us share the good news with those that need Jesus Christ. We have the ability to think, reason, and understand. God wants us to be part of his plan. But God is not only a loving God, he is a holy and just God. Being holy, sin cannot be in his presence, and being just sin cannot go unpunished. Sin cannot remain. 
Here's the bottom line. God loves you. He sent his beloved son to die on the cross for you so that you might have true life and have it to the fullest. God has made a way to escape for you to be saved from your sins and overcome the bondage of deadly consequence of iniquity. God is reaching out his hand to rescue your soul from the winds and waves of temptation of sin. He wants to restore your life and set your feet back on solid ground. Won't you by faith take hold of his loving hand and be saved? Glenn, would you play us old-time religion, and will the circle be unbroken on the alto sax?
We're so grateful for you guys that listen to our podcast and music. Without you, this would be just plumb useless, wouldn't it? We're thrilled when folks that hear our podcast and music say they were blessed by it. Thank you so very much. You too can message us by email at glenn.dawson at glendawsonea.com. You can also reach us by leaving a comment at most sites that carry our program. We certainly love it when you visit us on our podcast, listen to our music, or watch our YouTube videos. Our video programs are on YouTube. Just search for Glenn and Linda Dawson on YouTube. While you're there, at YouTube, select the like and subscribe button on our channel also the notification button so you'll be notified when our new videos come out also to help us to partner with youtube has been quite an effort youtube gets advertising money for showing the videos on their platform and they share that with the content providers when they are in the partner program in order to be part of the partner program we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. We can't do it without your help, and we appreciate your help so much. This will help us get our channel going. Our program is part of Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. We are a 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. Any financing received goes 100% for this ministry. There are only volunteers working. No one gets a salary. I'm so sorry this week that we ran late getting it out and we're a week late. And just that we've been under the weather and you can probably tell that by listening to us. We've had respiratory infection and strep throat. So forgive us. My sincere apologies, my friend. Our webpage is located at glenndawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God, God be, be with you. you. Goodbye, Goodbye for now. now.